0: Hey, this is Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder, and I've been on that show. It's a good show, I think. I'm still figuring out how to listen to podcasts. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape reporter. Well, it just kinda happened. We got to speak to Paul Humphreys of Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark this week, and I had a chance to ask him, among other things, about that crazy show they did in Germany with my other favorite band, the Beach Boys.
1: We did a, a tour of Germany with them. We toured, we toured for a whole month with them in Germany, playing with a full orchestra, and then every night, the first half, the second half, we headlined the first half, and they headlined the second half, oh. and then we joined them on stage for the very end of their set. To think, to think, to think good vibrations.
0: So, I'll explain in a little bit uh, before we get to the interview uh, how that all came together. Uh, it's a, a quick story but interesting. Uh, we have a dumb bit coming up, of course. We have a song of the week from Ollie Mers and Louisa Johnson, but first, let's get to that dumb bit. This is a little bit we call I Thought It Was Funny. Now, of course, the way this works is uh, I come up with something that I don't really have more than one joke for, and uh, and that's really the premise of this whole bit. But I thought this was pretty funny and pretty interesting. I was at the gym about a week and a half ago, and uh, they have all these monitors, of course, above all the workout machines, probably like at the, the gym you go to, if you go to a gym. And they have uh, CNN and ESPN, I think maybe HGTV might have been one of them, and Fox News. You're not allowed to change them. You can listen uh, on the machines. They all have audio plugins and you can pick what channel is on and listen to the audio. And Fox News was on, of course, uh, because why wouldn't it be? I live in the whitest, middle-classiest of suburbs in Cincinnati and, and like it just fine, but, you know, just so you have some perspective. So um, so there I am, uh, and I'm kind of watching without the sound. I didn't have my headphones with me. And Sean Hannity has a special on uh, examining the ha- the hatred for Donald Trump. And uh, and while I couldn't uh, hear what was going on, in my head, I heard this. <coughs>
1: and how fucking dare anyone out there make fun of brittany after all she's been through she lost her aunt she went through a divorce she had two fucking kids her husband turned out to be a user a cheater and now she's going through a custody battle all you people care about is readers and making money off of her she's a human
0: That, of course, a gentleman named Chris Crocker off a viral video from a couple of years ago. I think it was two years ago uh, going on about Britney Spears. And and the fun thing you can do with this is just substitute uh, the name Trump for Britney. Try it.
1: What you don't realize is that Britney's making you all this money and all you do is write a bunch of crap about her. She hasn't performed on stage in years.
0: Her song is called Give Me More for a reason because all you people want is more, 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 more. Leave her alone! So there you go. I just saved you an hour. You don't have to go back and try to dig up uh, Sean Hannity's special on why people hate Trump. I thought it was funny. Paul Humphreys is the co-founder, along with Andy McCluskey, of Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. If you listen to the show uh, with any frequency, you know that they are my favorite band, along with the Beach Boys, which we're going to talk about here in a minute with Paul. And uh, even if you're not too familiar with them, uh, if you're like me, you enjoy an interview with just about any band or musical artist, so please enjoy our interview with Paul Humphreys. So we're going to be calling Paul Humphreys from Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, and it's really weird how this actually came together. Um, the new album Punishment of Luxury is out. Uh, it's not out. It's out for review. Uh, it doesn't come out to the general public until September 1st. But a lot of people that, uh, I'm acquainted with or just have heard, uh, talking about the album seem to have heard the whole album. So, um, Lori Majewski, a friend of a friend of the show, her co-author from the book Mad World was on the podcast, uh, a couple of years ago. And she had mentioned that she'd heard the album and they were going to be on her Sirius XM satellite radio show. Uh, which we will link to in the show notes. But, uh, and I said, I haven't heard the whole album. And I said, do you know the publicist? So she messaged me on Facebook and gave me the name of the publicist. And as people we've worked with before, it's actually Friendship's, uh, publicist we've, and, and uh, Ocean Blue, who we've worked with in the past a little bit. So anyway, I wrote them and I said, hey, could I, uh, could I get a copy of the album? And they're like, sure, how about an interview? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So we're calling in right now to, uh, they're in Los Angeles right now. Hopefully this is gonna work here.
1: Thank you for calling Los <phone rings> Angeles International Airport. It is our pleasure to assist you. To expedite your call, please choose from the following option.
0: Hello, Paul. Hi. Hi, it's P.F. Wilson from Pop Culture Beast and P.F. tape recorder podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. It's good to speak to you again. Um, I've spoken to Andy many, many times before. Uh, even interviewed him for the Atomic Ranch Magazine, he's a big fan of. And you and I spoke in Chicago um, back during the History of Modern Tour. It was a couple days before uh, St. Patrick's ah, Day. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: great. Well, nice to speak to
0: you again. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's funny, the uh, guy that interviewed me, that interviewed you after me, uh, Mark, uh, we became friends on Facebook, and we've, we've been uh, uh, social media friends ever since. So, oh, wow, okay. OMD <laughs> bringing people together. gosh. So so much so much to talk about. I'm glad this came together. I just requested the album today from your publicist and they said, Hey, how about an interview? And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Did you have a chance to listen to it though? No, they haven't sent it to me yet. I've heard the first two track three. Uh Mille oh. Chereuse, and then the two singles, which I love. Cannot wait to hear the rest oh, of the thank album. You. Yeah. Um so where I wanted I'll just go down in order here. I wrote all these questions down in a hurry. Um uh, on the face yep. OMD Facebook page, the fan page, uh, someone had posted some blog post about the, the top synth bands of all time, and it was some guitar blog, probably just some guy in his den typing it, and um, OMD, fin- <laughs> OMD finished 7th, and people weren't upset about that, I guess they didn't want to look like a bunch of homers, as we say in America, but were debating more the fact that well, why is AHA on there, they've got a great song and a couple good songs, but then... And then I started making my own list of top synth bands, and I thought, well, I really can't put OMD in number one because that'd be a homer. And I thought, well, yeah, I can. They're my favorite band for a reason, and I can defend why you'd be the top synth band because the point I'm getting to is across the whole catalog, you've got you know what, 13 solid albums, and uh, let's face it, well, your contemporaries, not so much. Uh, well, yeah, that is, that is
1: kind of true I mean yeah, we have I mean, we have we do have a vast body of work I mean I would put work at number 1 myself if I was doing the list well, you know what I mean
0: Well yeah I know but <laughs> we we had that debate on the Facebook page and people were kind of like they're a great influence but you know they've got you know a dozen really good songs or maybe I'm just not listening correctly whereas you know Oh, I and mean, the group they influenced you know, has tons of these great songs. I don't know, maybe I'm just looking at it from a hit singles perspective, you know. But isn't that, isn't that the great thing about music, though? I mean, it's so subjective, isn't it? I yes. Mean, some people like different things, different
1: genres, different types of electronic music. I mean, it's... Um, you know, what's great is it's completely subjective, really, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, and I think... and I've seen some interviews you've done in the past couple of days uh, here in America... And uh, something yeah. you alluded to, I think, also helped quite a bit was the was the break that you guys took, not only from each other, but then entirely when Andy folded up the tent for about ten years, completely. Yeah. And then you guys came back fresh. That probably helped a lot too because you had all these ideas built up. And uh, you told me in, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna say you told me in Chicago that you guys one of the reasons you stopped working together originally is because you ran out of things to say. And now you've got these last three albums, or at least for the first two songs I've heard of this album too, you've got all kinds of interesting things to say, all new subjects, still stuff that resonates as being kind of OMD-friendly subjects, but, you know, isotypes and the punishment of luxury and all these concepts, you know, still very fresh and new.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I I mean, what we found sort of towards the end of the 80s was that we were exhausted, and we were doing far too much touring, Uh, we were on this terrible deal, which meant that we had to make an album a year, whether we had enough ideas or not. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and the well was starting to run dry, because we didn't have chance to fill it up. It's only when you kind of take a break from the band and you do, you know, you, you have a bit of a life. That's when the well starts to kind of, you know, we yeah. you need experiences uh, to, to, to 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 find things to write about, and when you're not having any other experience other than sitting on the back of a bus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you kind of. You kind of run out of the, you know, you need input. You need input from from the world around you. And when you're in this little bubble of of the band OMD, there was there was very little that penetrated that bubble, if you know what I mean. Yeah. To the point where the where, where our huge well of ideas that we kind of build up through our sort of teenage years had had actually run dry. And uh, and and that was one of the reasons why we why I I left in the end was because yeah. we we didn't have anything left to say, and I wanted a break. I wanted a break from OMD. I thought we needed to take two, years, two three years off and and, and just uh, and, and live a bit and and then come back and reinvent ourselves but but that sort of two or three years sort of ended up you know over yeah. a decade
0: yeah <laughs> um, but yeah uh, the other interesting thing is especially for where you're sitting right now uh, doing this interview is that I actually have two favorite bands my other favorite band is the Beach Boys. And uh, ah. I, was, I was on the OMD Facebook page again, I saw this screenshot of guys in Hawaiian shirts. I'm thinking, like, this, this is weird. I wonder what this is. So I click on it. It's you guys on stage with the Beach Boys in Germany singing Good Vibrations. And I'm like, whoa! How, world's colliding! How surreal is that? Oh know? my god, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. And I have a buddy um, who has a podcast there in California called Rock Solid, and he, he always complains about people twiddling out their phones at concerts. And I told him, but Pat, if, if something in Germany hadn't done that... I never would have known about this. I Never would have seen it. Yeah. it blew my mind. Well, it it, it was kind of mind blowing for us. I mean,
1: you know, Beach Boys obviously never a big influence on us. Although right. Yeah. It, you, you know, their they, their body of work was stunning. Um, and we did um, we did a, a tour of Germany with them. We toured we toured for a whole month with them in Germany, playing with a full orchestra. And uh, and then every night um, uh, there was like two for sort the of headline acts. So it's like it's like literally two shows the first half and the second half and we headlined the first half and they headlined the the second half and then we joined them on stage for the very end of their set just in good good vibrations and uh, it it was the most surreal thing and those guys were fantastic and when you heard some of those um, you know some of those they played they did a lot from Pet South which, uh, which is you know one of my favorite uh, records of theirs and that you know there's one amazing tune after the next and hearing them and they can all still sing and the orchestra was absolutely stunning and to hear orchestral versions of this i used to watch them every night before we we joined them because they were so amazing so um and there was such good fun to tour with as well
0: oh that's cool so,
1: so yeah it was kind of really surreal really but uh, but great
0: Yeah, it's funny because between the two bands, that's pretty much my entire aesthetic Beach Boys, America, California, Sunshine, uh, Girls in Bikinis, OMD, uh, British People, uh, Synths, uh, you know, and then the kind of crossing in that Venn diagram, great songs, you know? So it it all makes sense, yeah. well, exactly. Just, you
1: know, the thing we have in common is that, you know, we've got tunes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it it looks like. um, you guys are having a good time now too. Is the thing that they were talking about on WNYC when you were being interviewed by them? Is that this is uh, it's fun again? It seems like, and a lot of the pressure is it off. Is. It, it is. It is. It's great fun being in
1: OMD now, and uh, and I, I mean Andy and I, we kind of regularly say that it's we, we're enjoying OMD now more than we did uh, in, in in certainly from the mid '80s onwards um, because. Uh, Things just gone. got kind of dark. For yeah. us in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. We were, really were our customer who was in the dark. You know? <laughs> uh, just just because we were exhausted and and we had to we had this terrible deal as well and was always financial pressures which, which took the joy out of being an OMD. We, we were on such a restricted deal and we were selling millions of records and still kept kept borrowing money from the label to keep keep the band running and it was. We were constantly chasing our tail. So the yeah. joy just slowly went out of being in the band, really, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were
1: still making... We still made some good records, and we still made some... You know, wrote some good songs. But the joy was starting to go. And um, and we've got the joy back again now because... I mean, to be honest, we don't need to do OMD anymore. You know, because we yeah. actually have, over the years, made enough money to be able to just retire if we wanted to. But we love we love it so much that we, we don't want to stop. I mean, we, we got back... Together in 2006, just for a bit of fun and just to do it for a year or so, and um, but that was over ten years ago now. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we're still doing it because we're having so much fun, I, and and also Andy and I, we still got something to say. Right, That's the thing. we've got a full well again, as we alluded to before. You know, because we spent so much time, you know, living over the before we got back together that. We both had full wells of ideas of things we wanted to do, and and you know we weren't sure if we, what the what the vibe would be like in the studio writing together. But it was, it was kind of like you know riding a bike. You you just you may not get on one for ten years, but when you do, you can ride it great. You know what I mean? And uh, and OMD was kind of like that. We got back into the studio, and it was like time hadn't passed.
0: Yeah, and of course you're appealing to younger fans too, because a lot of bands are citing you. Uh, as an influence. So uh, I think, you know, people isn't, you know, when I talk to comedians, I, I mostly interview comedians and only occasionally interview musicians. Yeah. It used to be the other way around uh, early in my career. But, um, and older comedians say, oh, well, now that I'm older, I have things I can talk about personal stuff. But, and that may not relate to a younger audience, but with the things you're talking about, I think everybody can relate to. People are interested in things like isotypes and the way, you know, luxury is influencing society, especially nowadays. That's extremely uh, timely and topical.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, we, you, you know, Andy, you and know, we're always really switched on with what's going on in sort of social and cultural things. And we're, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're heavily interested in politics and what's going on in the world and all the problems of the world. And, you know, we do quite a lot of stuff, charities and things. And so, you, you know, we're kind of well switched on to what's going on in, in the world. And, you know, that's why we call the album The Punishment of Luxury, really, because it's such a topical thing. Um, you, you, you know, we we're, we're, we're kind of, Media and big business are are, are are thrusting all of these products down our throats, saying, "You know, you will not be happy unless you have the latest uh, sneakers that we've got, or, or, or you know, your TV is shit, even though it's a forty-inch, you know, three D. <laughs> you need a four K TV now, yeah. or you're just not cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and these are the punishments of luxury, you know, and. Um, and people are constantly chasing things that they don't need because corporations are telling us that we need them and people need to just step back and go whoa whoa yeah. Yeah. hold on a minute
0: and i think with young people yeah. that's yeah. resonating yeah yeah
1: and so uh, and so i don't know if you've seen the video the punishment of luxury but it's um it was, it was posted on the facebook i think
0: sometimes. okay yeah i've seen the isotope one to i haven't check seen it, out it
1: because it really kind of it kind of says it really
0: yeah so
1: um, but but you know these these are and and also it kind of addresses the um, sort of the disparity of wealth now. Corporations are chasing these pro- they're thrusting these products down our throats to buy them, and um, uh, yet there's yet it's for corporate corporate profits. the the you know the, the the shareholders need a new yacht this year, so they have to increase increase their sales by twenty percent. And it's and, and 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 the sort of disparity between the wealthy and the poor people is. Is becoming greater and greater as the years progress. And there needs to be a whole revolution of wealth distribution, in, in, in my eyes anyway, and uh, in Andy's eyes. And so we're kind of addressing these really important
0: issues. Yeah. Um, I got to ask you about uh, if you leave uh, as an American fan, because I know it always comes up when, uh, when sort of like what I call lay people interview you. It's the song everybody knows, obviously. And Andy joked, we saw you here in Cincinnati last year. I, I dragged my daughter to, to see you. And, uh... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and, um... It turns With out a the good naked fl- ladies On the Bad Naked Ladies tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, what a great job Hojo did setting the table. Man, that guy was great. And, uh... I know, right? Yeah, and so, um... Yeah, my, my daughter wasn't keen on her eighties music though. She likes the Beach Boys, but her eighties music she's um she's more than the nineteen seventy five. Who recorded in Andy's studio, by the way. Your guys' a studio up in Liverpool. That's but, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Andy knows them. And and the funny thing is that they're big fans of OMD. Yeah. And they're so, big fans of
0: If You Leave,
1: they love If You
0: Leave. Right. They they um they played it on um before Zane Lowe left Radio One, they used to invite uh, bands on and they'd have this music contest and each one play a song. Uh Zane would play one in the music in the person from the band would play one, and they'd have listeners decide, well, if you leave one up against a Smith song from the uh, soundtrack of Pretty and Pink, and of course, of course the Smiths are going to win just because people think they should win, But and it's not a song yeah. that's really widely known in Britain, as I understand, but I mean... No, it wasn't a hit at all in Britain. No, but getting back to that, and Andy was joking when we saw him, you know, this song screwed up our career and all things like that, but how do you really feel about the song? Because as an American fan, I don't, I don't dislike the song, but if I'm going to get OMD for an hour... It's not going to be in the top twenty songs I want to hear.
1: <laughs> no, okay. I mean, the thing was, it served its purpose. Right. Uh, we, 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 um, you know, it's probably it's not one of my favorite songs. I think it was from it was from our from so the later uh, 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 OMD. In yeah. the in the eighties, where which I love. We be, we 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 became, you know. Um, Sort of good craftsman at songwriting. Yeah, but it, but it's not it's not one of our finest works. It's a great tune and people love it. Um, and, and, and you know I'm proud of, of of what it's done for for the band. It really, I mean, I mean, it didn't really ruin our career. Andy was a
0: joking. Oh, I know, I, I know. know. I'm, so, but you know, people You know, it really
1: enhanced our career in yeah. so many ways because yeah. because because of that song we can we can tour America because some people yeah. just want to hear that song. So we can tour America and play the big crowd because well, they're waiting for to hear that you know? yeah so um and it's also the one of the interesting things if you read is well the whole thing about pretty Pink is that it's become quite a sort of cult cult classic now, oh and, yeah, yeah, and a lot of the younger generation have have kind of taken to it as a cult classic and um and so it's kind of introduced um a younger generation to our music because they hear that and they go, oh, I love that song, I'm going to check this band out and yeah and you know one of the positive things about the digital revolution and the internet is that people can hear that song they can they, they can uh, they can access our whole catalog
0: oh yeah yeah exactly so so
1: you know it, it's a good introduction to, to to our to our music so it has served as well and I'm, I'm not sort of...
0: oh yeah i understand you know, I it's just that, it. it's just in this country i just i hear it so much and when it comes on i leave it on over here in the grocery store i'm very happy but um uh, yeah, there's this. We always complain as American man's like, jeez, if you could, and like my my friend I was mentioned before, his favorite band is the band called Cheap Trick, who I'm sure you've heard of, and he's I like, Trick, yeah. he's like, I never need to hear. I want you to want me again. I play something else. Yeah. Because I, I want to. Cause oh, you because you're a super fan. Well, that's the thing. It, I mean, it does up. get
1: incredible amount of play. I mean, airplay uh, in America still, and all the 80s stations have their right. own rotation, and and it's played. You know, I you know, I I was uh, a few months ago. I was in L.A. and uh, where I am now. I came to see my daughter because she lives in L.A. And uh, yes. I, we were just shopping in Ralph's supermarket. And, huh. uh, <laughs> and my daughter goes, ka that's money for you, darling. There you go, uh, yeah.
0: right? Well, the good news, too, is I heard an old gay in my grocery store a couple of weeks ago. And my daughter oh, texted Oh, gay, well, that's cool. Yeah, and then my daughter texted me, in, uh, all in caps, uh, Starbucks is playing secret by OMD, loud AF. Uh, and I'm like proper and I, I screenshotted that and shared it on the OMD fan Facebook page of course and everybody loved it got tons of likes so um, yeah and people forget well first of all that being said about If You Leave the album right before that Crush is my favorite album of OMD's so I yeah, love that nice album, album yeah and uh, and second to that is people always forget what the, the next biggest hit until they hear it Dreaming I love Dreaming
1: yeah yeah Dreaming uh, yeah we've um yeah, we need to rehearse that tomorrow. That's another song because <laughs> cause, you know we play um, we uh, we need to rehearse that on Friday because we haven't played it for a while.
0: But every time we're in America, we have to play Dreaming. Oh because, yeah, because people start throwing things unless exactly. we play it because it's a very
1: popular song here. Yeah,
0: uh, I remember on the uh, <laughs> but we but
1: that's another song that was it was not a hit in the uh, in the whole of the UK. No, uh, it only it was only a hit in America. But uh, but it's a, it's a great tune. I'm
0: very, oh yeah love that tune, and uh, all the remixes I have of it. I remember in um, when it was climbing the chart, it didn't get into the top ten on Billboard, but it did on Cashbox. I think it got to like nine or eight, because um, I think Cashbox actually yeah. was more like the British chart. It just counted sales. It wasn't any of this murky nonsense about, you know, airplay, and anything else we're going to make up. But um, yeah, so that, yeah. I think that song should have actually even but been it, better. But it's such a popular song, and it keeps yeah. getting played on American radio well, as Well, exactly, and it's one of those things where Andy said, happy through the concert last year, he's like... You know, you're probably at this point saying, "I didn't know I knew as many of their songs as I did." And I think there is a lot of that reaction. People remember, "Oh yeah, so in love," and and "Secret," even though it got to 60 on the Hot 100, people still know that song too if they had any yeah. exposure well, to it. Yeah, it only music. got to
1: because radio wanted to keep playing it. And uh, the problem with "Secret" was that Paramount Pictures changed the um, changed the date of the release of the film, oh. and we had "Secret" going climbing the charts and going crazy and uh, on radio. And then we had to pull it from the shops because because uh we had a contractual obligation that when the film came out we had to release it if you leave. Yeah. So we had to kill we had to kill Secret basically
0: is, was what happened. I didn't know that. Wow. I learned something new. Every time I either interview OMD or I hear an interview with OMD. Man, brand new information. Yeah. That's incredible. Um Yeah, no, so
1: we had to we had to literally kill it. We had to because the Paramount moved the release date for the film and, and we had a contractual obligation to release if you leave before the film came out. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was like, oh, Secret's doing so well, and we've got to kill
0: it. Oh, know? man. Well, there you go. Um, well, yeah. I, I guess I'm out of questions at this point. Um, I was going to ask you about the, the Modern Family thing. But you discussed that on WNYC. So, uh, yeah, can, yeah, I know about it, yeah. You can check that. Yeah, that was... It's, I, I, mean, to, I mean, it's great that, 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 you know, our songs end up in sort
1: of popular culture. I mean,
0: it's, it's, it's yeah, flattering. Yeah, that like. is that is strange. Uh, how surreal was that moment when you first saw that, where you're like, oh, wow, we've really... And a huge American sitcom, and we're there like we're, any other part of pop culture.
1: I know, I know. It's it's inc- incredibly flattering. I mean, who would have thought, really? I mean, we, we would. We, Andy and I were saying because you know, next year is our fortieth anniversary of the first show we did. Um, yes. We we did uh, uh, in October of seventy eight. We we our first gig was opening up for Joy Division. We were the opening up for Joy Division, and uh, and, um, and and we were saying. To, to each other the other day, it's like, you know, that was only going to be one gig, and and here we are, almost forty years later, we're still doing it, and and we said, you know, how would how would, uh, you know, a teenage Andy and a teenage Paul feel about, you know, if we knew that in forty years' time we'd still be doing this, you know, would we be horrified or yeah. would that be great? <laughs> yeah. I, think, I would think and the latter
0: From what I know I, I think
1: it's a bit of both really Yeah Yeah I think it's true a bit of both Because, because uh, You know It was kind of Quite ageist In, in, in the 70s The thought of Oh yeah of Still being in a band In your late 30s Was like oh, You'd be horrified Right <laughs> right <laughs> But they're so <laughs> um, old <laughs> Yeah um, But but music is less ageist now and, and and as long as you're doing Something good Or something interesting And you can still play And you put on a great show people don't seem to care anymore How old you are As long as you do it well
0: Exactly yeah. Well, hopefully you'll get a Cincinnati date in here or someplace that I can drive. Maybe like Columbus is only an hour and a half away. And, uh, there well, may, I think we again.
1: might be doing uh, We, In fact, today, our, our manager is in New York talking with our agent. And we've got a whole bunch of dates on the table for cool. for March March awesome. and April of next year. So well, we will crossed. be announcing a tour very, very soon of awesome. America.
0: Oh, and one other note I had here, as I, I know you're not on the Universal album properly, but you do have a songwriting credit. And I always thought, and I forgot to tell you this when I talked to you last time, very close to far yeah. away should have been the follow-up single to um, "Walking on the Milky Way." So,
1: well, yeah, I think it should. It's a really good track. It's right. a great yeah. tune. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, even though I kind of left the band, Andy and I, we still kind of remained friends,
0: and I oh, contributed yeah. to
1: to Sugar Tax and to to the other yep. track on...
0: On that's the true universe. yeah <laughs> you're you're present on all the albums still um I i didn't realize until i looked up the song again today that the carol kenyon is backing vocals on that off of temptation by heaven 17.
1: yes that's right yeah, yeah. how crazy yeah there, there are many many connections
0: there yeah many overlaps well great i'll let you uh it's good on hope you enjoy the rest of your day there in los angeles and maybe uh spend some time with your daughter and whatnot and uh, enjoy the sunshine and and everything there Yeah, my Angeles. daughter's
1: really, really annoyed because I got in I got in at midnight from New York last night and I'm doing several more interviews and then flying to San Francisco. Whoops. And she's in work, so we didn't get to see
0: each other today. Uh, so. Okay, we well, hope you guys will get to spend some time together and thanks for taking the time for doing this. Yep. Really appreciate it. Always fun talking to either of you guys. And again, hope we'll see you next year. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll, we'll look out for the dates. They'll be announced on the OG
1: website, I think, pretty soon, actually, because I think some of them are already pending. So awesome. They're just doing the final touches to the, tour, the American tour in March and April, and um, and they will be announced. So hopefully we're coming near you.
0: Great. All right. Thanks, Paul. Okay, right. you take care. Right. Right. talking right. with you. Thanks. Bye-bye. A big thanks again to Paul Humphreys for being on the show. And we don't normally thank publicists in this case, but we'd like to thank uh, OMB's publicists uh, for getting us uh, that interview. As I said, I just asked for the album and they were like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, sure, why not? So we... Uh, Quickly put that together. I felt really badly that Paul was missing out spending time with his daughter, but I guess he had other interviews scheduled uh, as well. His daughter lives there in Southern California, but um, I'm sure we'll be seeing uh, more of her when they come back to the United States in the spring. In the meantime, if you want to know what the tour dates are, if you're overseas, I know we have some listeners in Europe. They're headed back to the UK uh, this week. They're in Mexico tonight as I'm recording this, July 30th, and then they are uh, in Mexico City on Wednesday, August 2nd, and then they are in the Dominican Republic, it uh, looks like, here on August 5th. That's a Saturday at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Then it's back to the UK, and then they do uh, some shows on the continent through the fall. Then, uh, like Paul said, we get them in uh, March and April of next year. Hopefully, they'll be coming to a town near me. New album is The Punishment of Luxury. It comes out September 1st, and uh, if you want to hear uh, two tracks from it, you go back and listen to episode uh, last week's episode, episode three hundred fourteen of this podcast, and episode three hundred seven, and you'll hear the two current singles. Uh, I would have made them the song of the week uh, this week because I, knew, I know I now have the whole album, but uh, I, that'd be a bit much. Let's go on to somebody though that uh, I like a lot and doesn't really hasn't had a lot of hits here. He had one hit with Flow Rider. I think they got it to like fifteen. Uh, it's Ollie Mers. He uh, is an X Factor winner over in uh, Britain. And uh, Louisa Johnson, another X-Factor owner, I believe, is joining him on this song. And I like Ollie Murs a lot. He's had a, a bunch of top 10 hits in the UK. His last couple singles haven't done as well over there. And like I said, here he's virtually unheard of. He's not on, as they say, uh, on Radio 1 here in America. But uh, this song is called Unpredictable, and uh, I really like it. It's just a nice, you know, pop song. Now, if I had to hear this on Top 40 Radio, like, all the time, I often wonder, well, would, it, would, would I lose my flavor for it? But I don't think I would. I, I like Ali Murs a lot. Uh, I like Louisa Johnson. On helping him out on this one, and this is called Unpredictable. It's our song of the week on PF tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. I'm sick, I like it. There's a moment when we fight, it gets so excited. Oh ho. The next move is someone's. And maybe that's what makes it fun. We don't know what's coming. Oh ho. But you got me. Can't stop the ship we wanted to You got me, and I got you I like us when we're
1: unpredictable Cause that's when love is so phenomenal It's better when there's no one in control
0: We don't know which way it's gonna go It drives me crazy We go to bed at night Keep it